You've hit play on the Screen Companion, ostensibly a film and TV recommendation podcast, but might actually solely exist as an excuse for the host to talk to himself while shrugging off labels including narcissist and pseudo-intellectual poser. While everyone behind the scenes takes a break between seasons of TSC, I thought it might be fun to answer the question, how lame would the show be if the host was by himself? You're about to find out as I ramble on about the film's Mr. Nobody from 2009 and Transformers the Movie from 1986. Seemingly polar opposites in the cinema sense, however, they do ring true for this solo installment's thesis. Plot doesn't matter. At least, sometimes it doesn't matter. Films should tell stories. Various phrases like tone piece or poetic exercise and other names for limited appeal films get thrown around by high-minded critics and ambitious or merely self-indulgent auteurs. Whenever something has failed to reach a broad audience, those wanting to spare feelings or remain optimistic will say a movie was heavily philosophical or steeped in bold themes. Everyone's entitled to their own language and whatever passes for euphemisms therein. But so often we forget that stories with strong plots are much more satisfying than loose, jumbled narratives. Films should tell stories. They can be told in unique ways and be dripping in symbolism, just as long as it's in service of making something coherent. I was reminded of the primacy of story over big ideas from a recent viewing of Mr. Nobody, a multinational production that came and went not long after its 2009 premiere. At a time in my life when I find it increasingly difficult to sit through long movies in one go, the almost two and a half hour runtime made me question if pausing and finishing later would be prudent. At the heart of my periodic uncertainty was the film's premise. A boy is saddled with choosing between which parent he'll live with after their divorce. There is enough meat in that logline for any American director to stay with and develop, but the saturated sentimentality and pop filmmaking well known in Western European fare won't allow it. What should be a straightforward drama shuns its relatable coming-of-age story by over-seasoning it with melodrama, obtuse non-linear structure, and a main character that not only remembers his pre-birth existence in heaven, he also lives long enough to be the last mortal in a not-too-distant future where everyone else has achieved virtual immortality. Oh, and he can see future events. The flimsy sci-fi elements to the plot feel forced and seem to be included only as a half-hearted attempt to explain what the audience is seeing, but an expository pamphlet with diagrams and branching timelines would only make the viewing mildly more acceptable. Yes, I said timelines. Being a film with a strong focus on profound subject matter 
like causality and parallel universes, there's no point in trying to explain why the main character's life, the titular Mr. Nobody played by Jared Leto, is shown in at least a dozen permutations with an emphasis on his marriage to three women conveniently divided into blue, red, and yellow palettes. These visual cues are lazy symbolism. His true, passionate love is red, his depressed wife is blue, and the spouse he chose out of jealousy for another represented by yellow. The color-coded sets and wardrobe are also a disingenuous means of helping viewers remember what universe Mr. Nobody is in and what choice in childhood led him there. Each timeline corresponds to a parent he chose to stay with and subsequent choices. By the time he's shown visiting the surface of Mars, any pretense of keeping the narrative straight goes out the window. Eventually, it'll become obvious that the entire movie is just a hodgepodge of scenes that happen to share the same actors, but every 10 minutes or so, it is its own short film. Ultimately, none of the story arcs have any bearing on one another, and the Mr. Nobody you saw in one shot has nothing to do with one you see later on. The beginning doesn't connect to the end, and everything in between is suspect. The point is impossible choices, space and time, and other ideas the director makes no attempt to discuss in a cohesive way with a protagonist the audience can truly anchor themselves to. With such a diverse range of circumstances and feelings, I can see why Jared Leto signed onto the film while finding it very hard to recommend to most audiences. However, I do support it. For all its faults and aversion to any substantive internal logic, Mr. Nobody manages to serve up some touching scenes and striking visuals. It's unfortunate that some directors believe those things can't coexist with tight narrative underpinnings. But it's better than having the film work in zero ways. There are poignant moments highlighting longing, loss, and the ins and outs of family that are universal. Since the whole movie revolves around the effect of even the smallest choices, don't be surprised to ruminate on your own decisions and what might have been. In these ways the film succeeds, and if you can leave it at that, you'll have a worthwhile experience. Just know that emotions and ideas are exclusively on the menu. The moment you try to make sense of the story, it'll crumble like a poorly built, dried-out sandcastle left to the lapping sea during high tide and rain-whipping squalls. I've seen the film three times now, and I've come to the conclusion that no interpretation of the story survives all the elements of the plot. Anyone who says otherwise is a liar who deserves to be drowned, shot, and blown up in their parallel lives, just like Mr. Nobody. Films should tell stories, with characters that have clear motivations and backstories, without the constant questions of what's real and what isn't within the framework of the narrative. Anything else is a risky proposition that'll only appeal to some, and for those that do enjoy it, possibly not every time they see it. Perhaps the best thing to do if you do watch this film is to hand wave all your criticisms after it's over and simply enjoy what feelings it evoked while the picture was moving. 
Ephemeral as the electricity itself that coursed inside the television until you turned it off. With a lack of real direction to make sense of all its lofty ideas, that's the story you'll have to tell yourself if you want to have a successful run-in with Mr. Nobody. What do you do with that bag of chips that's past its expiration? Well, if you want to snack on something, you forget that due date and go ahead anyway. Sure, time has made it age not so well. It's not as crisp as it was in manufacture, nor are you the same person who would have enjoyed it more before the development of a discerning palate. But the oil and salt on your fingers and on your tongue tell a different story. That empty bag speaks volumes as to what your range of taste truly is, and the satisfaction you derived from those stale chips cannot be stricken from your personal record, no matter how sophisticated your stomach may be. Look more closely and you'll find that old bag of chips is no food at all, but actually a film, Transformers the Movie. 80 minutes of one of the most 80s cartoons, it encapsulates the energy of that decade with its rocking soundtrack, stylish set pieces, and Judd Nelson. He does such a fine job as a transforming robot, just imagine how much better The Breakfast Club could have been if Bender had turned into a lawnmower, cutting the grass on that football field at the end. We'd still be dissecting the meaning of that today. Admittedly, aimed at children, the creators of Transformers the movie missed the mark at the box office of 1986. For every instance that stirred controversy back then, those are exactly the reasons that make it something kids and adults can get into now. Murder, mayhem, and metal music. Inside the first 10 minutes, you get a planet-level extinction event, a deadly firefight between robots where the good guys get slaughtered, and a hoverboard sequence that turns into a speeding car ride before dovetailing into another firefight. The momentum doesn't slow down from there as this animated classic races from scene to scene, action beat to action beat, with all the subtlety of a ghost pepper-filled burrito. And like a spicy burrito, it clearly will not appeal to the masses. For a good time, pair Transformers the movie with a specific viewing mood. In the same way you wouldn't expect flip-flops to take care of you when it's snowing outside, don't just turn on Transformers because you want to watch something. Save it for when you want to watch something and you don't care about plot. Plot is overrated and shouldn't get in the way of your enjoyment of the movie. Plot is the equivalent of those little bones in trout fished fresh for the frying. Why does this movie take place in the not-so-far-flung future of 2005, less than 20 years after its release date? How far away is Cybertron? home of the transforming Autobots and Decepticons, from Earth, considering characters seem to travel between the two in the same time it would take a plane to go from the U.S. to Japan where it was animated. Only two humans are ever shown or referenced on screen. Where are all the people in 2005? Why are all the non-Cybertronian aliens also robots? Why do some Transformers fly in their robot forms and others don't? Why do they need to transform at all anymore when everyone knows everyone else's identity by the time of the movie? Wasn't the whole point to be in disguise? How do you have a female Autobot? How do you have a grizzled older Autobot? 
Do robots physically age and have genitals tucked away inside their forms? When I see truck nuts on the highway, are those actually robots in disguise? The answer to all of this is to put those bones aside so you can enjoy the rest of the dish. The biggest trick of all is that the cartoon didn't transform into a movie, it turned into a music video. So well choreographed is the image to the soundtrack, and like most music videos, are you going to deconstruct the narrative and complain about the lack of plot details? Hell no! Get engrossed in the feelings and spectacle of every passing moment until the credits roll. Embrace the joy of robots smashing things, cars peeling out, and beautifully rendered explosions. If you can shake the I'm too cultured for this attitude and just open that hiss-free bag of chips, then Transformers the movie is certain to entertain even as it fails to make it into your top 10, or 10 hundred, films. But if that's not enough, then here's one nugget for thought. The movie is an allegory for growing up. Hot Rod starts by fishing with his friend without a care in the world, and by the end he literally has to grow up and take responsibility as an adult. Is that interpretation stupid? Not worth thinking about, really. Just go ahead and watch the pretty pictures, dammit.